when it was noted that Oral School only employs two teachers whose combined salaries don't approach the required $100,000 budget reduction marked for Oral School, Vern Hagedorn quickly added concerns over the costs of heating and electricity for the small two-room schoolhouse. But Marla Peters doesn't buy that reason either. You know, there's always been animosity in Hot Springs towards Oral. They don't like the fact that we have our own little school. Perceptions of such big dog, little dog control issues may seem like paranoia brought on by small town politics, but they do feed the reality that the school district's attorney wouldn't allow teachers or students to be interviewed for this story while on school property. Whatever the real reason for closing the oral school, which Mr. Hagerdorn calls an attendance center, the bigger issue, says community member Nancy Hussey, is what the impact will be on the community's children. They get a better education here than anywhere else. I mean, kids learn how to play with other kids. Eighth graders learn how to take care of little kids, be nice to them, to teach them things, and be their best friends. That's why we need our school. They don't learn that in big schools. Studies on the benefits of multi-age classroom education date back to at least 1995, according to the Harvard Education Letter. Among the positives of one- and two-room school classes are better relationships with teachers, improved self-esteem, reduced peer pressure, and better socialization skills, as well as higher academic achievement. Oral school students agree with their parents' protests. And if a planned injunction request doesn't keep the oral two-room schoolhouse open, community members plan to form a homeschooling network to educate their children themselves. For FSRN, I'm Jim Kent at the Oral Firehouse in Oral, South Dakota. For archives of this or any other FSRN newscast or documentary, you can check out our website at www.fsrn.org. That's fsrn.org. From KPFK in Los Angeles, I'm Aura Bogado. Okay, we got you, kid. Ready? Hi, I'm Abby Hoffman. On the run, just listening to WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor, Michigan. What are we doing in here? Dan, get off my foot. There are hangers everywhere, Christy. And what's up with these mothballs? This is stifling. I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man. Closets Closets are are for clothes. Closets Over Clothes is Michigan's premier queer radio show, celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence. 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. <laughs> We're here. We're on. Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN-FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies. We are your hosts... Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal, thanks for joining us. Let's go. And we are here. It is March 8th, and it is Meredith and I tonight. So hi, Meredith. Hi, Dan. Hi. So um, we we have a very interesting show tonight. We're not yes, sure we if, uh, <laughs> I mean, we have uh, we had two or three guests scheduled for this evening, and we can't get a hold of any of them tonight. So um, AWOL. Exactly. The military. That's right. But we do know that um, Keith is not going to be here tonight So um, right. for Common Language. So He's vacationing. Yes, exactly. So hopefully probably somewhere warm i hope so yeah i probably didn't go to alaska or the north pole or anything. my guess is no 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 yes my guess is i don't know florida florida yeah possibly that's my guess that's probably possibly it uh, yes exactly so how's your week been my week has been really quick the weeks are going by very quick oh i feel like oh i feel like they're speeding by but what's going on time, with that it's still only march 8th it is Dun, dun, it's a little dun. weird to me. <laughs> well, because it's speeding so fast so quickly, but you're realizing it's only, it, it feels like it's going quickly. It but feels you're, like it's going quickly, but we're only in March. But because it's so quickly, it should be later. Yes, it feels like it should uh, be like, I don't know, the end of March. Well, it might be. I mean, with the weather that we're going to be getting this weekend, I'm I so mean, excited. holy moly, heat wave. Uh-huh. I'll tell you. But mm-hmm. this is, uh, yes, yeah, so 
goodness, why is it going so quickly? What are you doing? That's going. I don't know. I think what it is is that during the day when I'm at work, I'm like, mm-hmm. please let it be two thirty, please. Is it two thirty yet? Darn it! No, it's only nine fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> but then it hits. All of a sudden, I do that, and then all of a sudden, it's twelve thirty, and then I eat lunch, and then uh, boom, things start to pick up a little, and there's not a lull again till about four. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah. yeah, like today was one of those days where I was like, oh, I hope, like when I started off, I was like, oh, I hope it gets to be noon really quick. And the next thing I knew it was 2.30. Yeah. It was like, oh, wow, that was uh-huh. like happened really quick. So. Yep. yep. Other than time, everything's fine in my world. Woohoo. <laughs> exactly. The Oscars. Oh, my goodness. I know we're going to talk about that later, but I have to tell you, it's one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, really? Yeah. I like looking at people's outfits. Oh. And I didn't see, I haven't seen most of the movies that were up. No, I was like, I don't know any of these. And I'm the last, like, LGBT person in the world who hasn't seen Brokeback Mountain. Oh, you still have not seen Brokeback Mountain? I still have not seen Brokeback Mountain. Oh, Meredith. And the people who are like, no, I'm not going to go with you, or I don't want to see that, or not now, have all seen it with other people. Interesting. Yeah. It's about Meredith. Yes. Yeah, I'm planning on going. Wow. By myself at some point. Okay. Is it still showing somewhere? Yeah, it's showing in lots of places. Okay. Yeah. All right. The place that yeah. my house is showing it like five or six times in a day. Really? Yeah. Still? Yeah. Goodness. Wow, because I know that it's going to be opening up in Jackson soon. It's either it just has or it's going to be opening up later this month. Oh, so. no. It opened in Jackson because my coworker went to see it in ah, Jackson. Okay, so it's already opened already. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Um, it's been there for so, a while. Because our bets around uh, uh, the end of the year last year was. Uh, Thinking that uh, never come to Jackson, they'll have to travel to go to like Chicago or Detroit. <laughs> but uh, but no, it opened up in uh, February, so it was just like, dang. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. wow, goodness. Okay. So yep. yes, and so was there any like surprises, or do you want to talk about that later? For me, were like there outfits. surprises? Yes. Outfits. Um. Oh yeah. Okay, I have things to say. First. Oh, oh good. Because <laughs> this is a <laughs> talk <is> show. <laughs> Charlize. Oh, yes. She wore a beautiful black... I didn't like the giant Bowie... You didn't? No, I didn't. Wow. I I loved it. I think that's too much. I don't like it. Peh. See, I'm one of those things that you can never go too big. You know, it's kind of like the other saying of, you know, go big or go home. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like a little about that, but... Um, I also very much enjoyed Reese Witherspoon's outfit, her dress. See, now everybody says that they loved that. I'm that not going to say like, I loved it. Oh, I liked okay. it. I thought it was like perfect for her. I don't know that it oh, would be perfect for okay. anyone else. Right, right, exactly. So, but yeah, because I wasn't like turned on by it. So, really? yeah. See, I like the big, gaudy, you oh, know, bow. See, no. The higher the hair, the closer to God. <laughs> you know, the, um, you know, if your eyes aren't watering when I walk into the room, then I don't have enough cologne on. Uh, you know, things like that. So I also was not happy with the color of J-Lo. I thought she... <sighs> yes, that was weird to was me. Somebody was, like, spray tanning her overly excessively yeah. in the back room, and yes. nobody said, you look weird yeah yeah and then with the i felt like i was i don't know the color of the dress and the color of her skin and her hair pulled back oi 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 <laughs> goodness and so and wow okay mm-hmm. interesting looked gorgeous okay. she's too skinny for my taste personally yes but she looked gorgeous in her outfit and who was the one that apparently i heard i think it was it was a reese reese witherspoon that had the, the 28 inch waist is it? I was just like, you got to be Dolly kidding. I know Dolly Parton. When I saw Dolly Parton start to sing, I was like, oh my God, you're teeny, except uh, for one particular area. Her you're... feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Her wig. Yes, exactly. There were lots of hair, like um, hairpins were big this year. Yes. Lots of people had hairpins, gorgeous, gorgeous hairpins. Yeah. How did you think about the old look of it all? I thought it was lame. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I was so excited. John Stewart, one of my favorites. Yes. Never miss him. Okay. Can't get enough him. of him. Yeah. Uh huh. But I felt like he was a little flat, and I think it's because he was trying to tone it down a little for mm-hmm. the general audience. And mm-hmm. I thought, eh. Yep. Yep. I was hoping you'd go a little too far, a little farther myself. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this would be a great time, you know, let the world know that. No, we don't really agree with what Bush is saying either. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. uh, he didn't go there. And he the didn't... gay cowboy classics, like when he's like, yeah, there's a tradition. That was funny. Yes, exactly. But I thought he was funny to like 
a point, but not as funny as I think he, he can could get be. be. And yeah. so I was kind of disappointed. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, and especially the uh, Beyonce, I think it was, or whatever, that last year had the swan dress. Oh, yeah. And then Bjork. Bjork, I'm sorry. Thank you. Bjork. Beyonce and, would not wear that out. Well, I didn't think so either. I was like, <laughs> I think I'm saying this wrong. Um, but yes, exactly. The Bjork had that big uh, swan mm-hmm. outfit. <laughs> She wasn't able to make it because of the... Uh, Dick Cheney shatter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, that was God. funny. That was very funny. So were there other names that I have, haven't mentioned that you thought looked exceptionally gorgeous or you thought, why? Well, um, no. No. The only ones I was thinking of is like, okay, like the men. I mean, it was one of the things I realized that a lot of the men had shiny lapel. Is it lapels? Um, yeah. The, the, yeah. A lot of them had the shiny lapel. And I was just like, whoa, what's that all about? I don't like um, when the men look uncomfortable unkempt i thought heath ledger looked a little unkempt really yeah i did okay wow. i think it's the mustache i think that you know yeah, a lot I of people aren't liking that mustache on him no it's, a, it's and i think it is a little uh, straggly I, I i he needs a little more mm-hmm. to, uh more is better yeah yes mm-hmm. yeah um yeah he he's one of those faces that i think needs to, unless he he does that was it johnny depp or um who else does it? Where where they they have their when they go and do interviews or they're going out in the world they have the one look but then when they're on screen mm-hmm. they have the clean shaven mm-hmm. look and things like this so it's it's very mm-hmm. um, gosh I was trying I was gonna try to avoid saying things like this it's one of my goals this year and I'm mm-hmm. like goodness gracious well eh, you just failed that's that right. <laughs> Man, I probably have already said it like five times in the last three minutes. But, um, but yeah. So I, he's uh, he's one of those people that I like clean shaven. I don't really like the mm-hmm. all that extra little straggly stuff. It's kind of like you know, wipe your face off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 So I agree with you. Yeah, and you know, Jack or Jake is like I don't know. I I'm expecting him. To, I want him to be a much stronger character, a stronger person mm-hmm. and i'm every interview i'm seeing with him he's very meek to me he's not very so? um he is meek there's something yeah. like reserved and and held back about him yes exactly like he really like, and maybe it's because he's just so new to the fame and he's so green to the mm-hmm. um the the superstar um mm-hmm. look that um he's no. just not comfortable yet he's not comfortable yet because that's what i'm thinking because it's it, it was a little freaky that like, gosh, I expected him to be much stronger and and or come across much more confident. That's what is more. And I'm, I'm finding him to be, like, kind of going with the flow. Like, when I saw him on David Letterman and when I've seen him on... I saw him on Oprah. <clears throat> that was mm-hmm. the only way that I... That's the only interview I've seen with him. And he mm-hmm. was... It did feel that way. Plus, Heath Ledger was has so much more personality yes. in an interview that I think when they're together, you're kind of like... Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, one off, definitely off-shadows the other. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it was kind of an interesting, interesting evening. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was an interesting evening. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it was kind of a, um, but the men, I guess that's the thing is I thought like, um, Will Smith looked very sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I he liked was really the good. the color of Jada's outfit. Yes. I noticed how you're looking at the men and yeah. I'm looking at Yeah. I did notice that actually. I was kind of like, you know, she's not mentioning any men, like, you know, George yeah. Clooney. George Clooney. Um, I mean, look. You don't have to be gay, straight. I mean, come on. The man is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, there's really just no point in talking but about it. But is it his look or is it his it's, personality? It's both. Because I think that's what the thing is, is that I, I don't think he's, he's looked, he's, I don't think he's looking better as time goes on, but I like his personality more. I like how right. he's, how he's carrying himself and how he's, I, I was a little thrown with the, the, um, okay, everybody sit down part when he came out to do the introduction. Um, but nobody was sitting or nobody was standing. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, and I was kind of like, oh, that joke didn't go over real right, well. <clears throat> right. But yeah, it was it was a very interesting, interesting thought. So, um, so yeah, so it's a, a, a yeah. So, all right. So while we're waiting for the next guest, I'm going to kind of like um continue on this theme a little bit. Okay, go on. So, being that this is the gay Super Bowl. So, being that this is the Gay Super Bowl, um, <laughs> sorry, did a little quick uh, right. engineer look, kind of like, uh, are we good or do I keep going? Um, it looks like we're going to keep going. Okay. So, all right. So, I'm just going to talk about this Broadback Mountain not getting Best Picture. You know, yes, because I think that we're on different sides of this issue. Go. Uh, okay, what side are you on? No, just I want to hear what your side is on first. You brought this up. 
Okay, so, goodness gracious. So, well, one of the things that I'm thinking is that they, um, oh, great, we didn't discuss before the show whether we're pro or con, so now I'm like, let's see which way I'm going to go here. Um, Just pick a side, man. Well, okay, so what I'm going to pick is that I can totally understand why they did what they did, and I agree that Crash is is better than Brooke McBowden. Interesting. Do you disagree or agree? I disagree with you. Yes! <laughs> so, um, because I, because I think that's why I, I think they were kind of torn. I mean, one was where they wanted to get Brokeback Mountain and Crash, you know, the award kind of thing, and they both of them I thought dealt with really good issues, and I think something mm-hmm. that our society currently is really dealing with, mm-hmm. but. It was kind of a choice of like with Brokeback Mountain, they could give that for best picture or best director because usually if it's best director, it automatically gets the best picture. Right. Um, but um, I don't think they felt confident in giving the the director of Crash the best picture or mm-hmm. best director. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why what they did is it made it very easy for them to give best director to Brokeback Mountain and then best film to crash. Okay, I should preface this by saying I've seen neither film. Okay. <coughs> but everything I have read about what critics say, what people say about the movies is that Brokeback Mountain is far superior to Crash. The 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 thing about Crash is that it is such a huge ensemble cast and everybody in that cast is an incredible actor. You don't have, you know, that people felt like, well, we should really recognize all of those people and all the heart. And that Brokeback Mountain, you know, not to say that Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal, but really and truly, like, who are Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal and, and Michelle Williams and I can't remember Anna's name, the uh-huh, one who was uh-huh. in that movie. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh-huh. That, like, you know, they're young, they have time. But there's here's this cast of all of these incredible actors that we should recognize, and here's one way we can recognize all of them. Right, right. But I think the other thing, though, is that I think Crash, I, for me at least, it dealt with more than just race. Even though it was a, a, a film that dealt a lot about with 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 the race issue, but I think it helped break down a lot of, like, for instance, dealing with um, class. It dealt with a lot of issues about with women. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I just think that Brokeback Mountain, I, I think to really do it judge, I think what it's done is it's everyone has said and Hollywood has said, oh, it's this groundbreaking film. It's so important. It's going to change our culture. And then it said, but we don't really care that it's going to do all those things. So we're not really? going to give it this award. We're going to. And I think that what it then ends up doing is it really gives ammunition to people who say, it's just Hollywood doing Hollywood's thing. It's kind of finicky. It doesn't really... I mean, I just think it fuels people's... By giving... By not giving it the best oh, picture award. I mean, because I think about what having a best picture award does for a movie in terms of what people think of the movie. It ends up on, you know, top ten. I mean, it ends up being an important piece. And stays on, because you don't know. Right. I mean, right. it, it, you don't know who what which was the best picture when... Um, in past years, if they didn't get best picture, right? Yeah, you don't hear they got second. This is the second best picture. I guess I sort of feel like they, I don't know, on some level, kowtowed to. See, I, yeah, but see, the other thing though is that I don't think Brokeback Mountain was all that groundbreaking. I think it was a different aspect, and they played on the whole issue around down low, mm-hmm. but it didn't have anything. But it didn't do well with, um. But I think what it would happen is like yes, the pictures were gorgeous. I mean, the the, the scenery was beautiful. The um, they well, they really didn't get into too much sex scene. You kind of saw them unzip each other, and then they mm-hmm. did something the next day. <laughs> um, they just kind of looked at each other strangely the next day. Right. Um, and so I think that there was. So I, I, I think that there, but I don't see how that's anything different than like, for instance, it's my party or, um, Jeffrey or, um, because those movies were not, or Philadelphia, Philadelphia was groundbreaking, but it was groundbreaking for a different reason. Right. It didn't focus on the love necessarily between Tom Hanks and Antonio Banderas's characters. Right. right. It was, you know, it was really more from the aspect of. 
Denzel Washington's character and his overcoming. And it was less about his overcoming the gay thing Mm -hmm. as it was overcoming the HIV issues mm-hmm. that like things that he was afraid of like shaking someone's hand i mean yeah or being in the same room right i mean he really addressed it really addressed those issues in a groundbreaking way and i think that that is equally true of Brokeback mountain it's easy for the lgbt community to say it's not really that groundbreaking it's not but of course it is i mean look at the impact look at the well it's the first time that we have a sex scene the I first mean, time that we've had a sex scene, the know. first time that you've seen a movie go national in the way that Brokeback Mountain has gone national. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't, you can't say that about Jeffrey. You can't say that about It's My Party. I mean, even that, those are movies that people within our community have seen in mm-hmm. a majority, but I don't think you can say that about Brokeback Mountain. And I also think that it gives light to, you know, a group of people who are so closeted. I think people think, oh, yeah, I'm sure there are men out there who are closeted, mm-hmm. who are married, but are having. But I don't think people really thought about it and understood what that meant or what that looked like. It was very. Oh, easy to I see say, that it played the very. the. the it was very easy to say, oh, they're just, you know, they're going to, you know, X-rated movie houses and just randomly hooking up with someone they don't even know who it is. Mm-hmm. It was very easy to make it you know, a gay stereotype about promiscuous sex. And this was not what No. that movie was really, it wasn't about, no. it was about love and that was groundbreaking. I see. Gotcha. So, Hmm. See, but that's the thing is, Hmm. And it's not to say that I don't, I'm sure, I mean, everything I've heard about Crash is that it is. I mean, it it's pushes a, it's your amazing, button. Oh, it doesn't change It is not a date movie. I will tell you this right now. If you go to see it, you want to go see it with somebody you can process it with afterwards. Because unless that's what you want to do with your date. I mean, unless <laughs> that is what the, you're at that stage in your relationship where now, let's talk about deep issues. Uh-huh. Crash will do it for you. Really? Crash is one of those things that you're going to be, you're going to feel like you have literally been just Smacked in, the smacked in the face. Interesting. And it's on my, you know, movie rental list. It should be arriving in uh, the mail any day now. Oh, oh, it's already a rental. Yeah, it's been a rental forever. It's been on my list. Oh, forever. wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so because it's one of those things where it's just like, oh my word, and and you, it's something you definitely, you know, you might want to go see earlier in the, you know, like <laughs> like a seven o'clock show or a six o'clock show. Mm-hmm. It's not one you want to see late at night because it's going to keep you up at night. I mean, really? it's really it makes you really think about what. Um, it makes you really think about how we interact with one another mm-hmm. and how the little things, even I mean, for me at least, it helped me to see even the littler things and and the interactions, I think, of things that we don't say to each other or that we don't want to admit to each other mm-hmm. or admit to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, because that's all I've been hearing it, um, being played. I mean, it's just, that's where it's just, it's it's a lot of the professors are are playing it in their in their classrooms, kind of mm-hmm. like, you need to, to see this. You need to have these questions. Um but at the same time, I'm going to take this a little bit further. So this is about okay. the two shows. So I'm going to. Take, so do you think that it would have been that upsetting? Like say, like um, what if Capote was the leading one? That if Crash got it, do you think we would have the same discussion? No. Why? Because I think I don't know. I've, again, I okay. Oh well. Capote. I mean, I mean, for me. No, I think it's different because Capote, I mean, while yes, Capote is a gay character, I mean, he was gay, mm-hmm. I think the the essence of the film was not about him being gay, per se, as much as making and writing this book mm-hmm. and, like, what went into doing that. And I think that that is very different than right. what this movie. I mean, think about it. Um, the author who wrote Brokeback Mountain... I mean, it's been a short story for a really long time. Yeah. It's not like it's new. Right. And it's only now that they're just doing the They're reaction. just starting to, you know, that it was done and it was done by, you know, Ang Lee, although not well, well known is, I mean, he's respected in his craft. It's not like they got, you know, Joe Schmo to come make Brokeback Mountain for them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he was a big player. Oh, yeah. In getting it to happen. And it, again, it's not like they got Joe Schmo to be in the movie either. As much as, you know, 
Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal are maybe not the household names that some of the other crash stars are. Mm-hmm. They're still, you know, they're nothing to turn your nose up at, especially because they are what I think. I think the other thing about the movie is that they are not the stereotypical gay men man that Hollywood tends to put in films. Oh yeah, this is what that would be something that I agree. I mean, we're not the butt of the joke. It's not a right. comedy. You're not funny. You're not someone's. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You're not wearing women's clothing and you know being, being very entertaining right. and enjoyable not, and like. Or you're not sick. <coughs> right. Oh yeah. Because exactly. that's the other. Yeah. Stereotype is you're yep. the HIV positive gay man who's struggling and nobody mm. understands the struggle and someone needs to break through that wall and all those. I mean, I think there's, that's often a mm-hmm. stereotype that you see. Right. Right. Well, I mean like even with like good, um, did you see good night? Good luck. Of course. Not. Did you see Munich? No, I didn't oh see my any of them. Okay. I don't know. It's very difficult to I talk have about. I tell you, I don't know. I'm okay, a let movie me watcher. Then. I don't know why I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> exactly. Well, let me switch the topic completely. Not completely, but a little bit off then. Okay. Do you really think, because I am having a really hard time believing that Hollywood, and I don't know why I'm smashing my hands in front Are of you. Are you very... But it's like, why? why is... Do you really think uh, um, Hollywood is that homophobic that they wouldn't have the guts to make it the best best film? I don't think that they're homophobic in that way. I, I Part of me wonders if it was a let's show middle America that we're not as liberal and out of touch as they think we are by naming something like Crash. Which I don't know why you would do because it's probably pushed more buttons in middle America than it has. Well, I, and I think that's probably why it got it is because a lot of the people that vote probably live in L.A. or have or have memories of L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, they understand the race issues that are going on in L.A. Mm-hmm. and they could be able to say that whether that was well a true uh, portrayal or or would could help. Mm-hmm. in um, a lot of the issues in L.A., mm-hmm. and that's why they gave it the And it could just up. be that they really wanted, there were an, that all of the films and all the people who were nominated were good enough mm-hmm. that they people felt like, I want it to be more deserving. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we're, okay. we're like, you know, how many people, Rachel Weisz winning for... Constant Gardener, which is the one film that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one I have not seen. So that's what's so funny about that. You know what yes. I mean? So like that that sort of not being a surprise, but being a surprise and that she's that was the only thing that that you know, one of the bigger awards that that movie was up for. Right. I mean, looking at Capote and having Philip Seymour Hoffman win for, I mean, I think if you look at it in that way, it sort of looks as though they really tried to give it to as many different people as they could. Right, exactly. To sort of even it out. Yeah. So, okay. So w- now the other thing that I thought was very funny is the um, how they they I couldn't I could not stand how the character who did Capote what was his name um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, how he how he be, I could not listen to that for three hours or two hours. He has his voice is oh, very his voice. high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's very. <laughs> it's like uh, I know. I think maybe that's why I didn't see it. Um, or it could be that I want to see Eight Below instead. What's Eight Below? <laughs> it's about the dogs. Oh, now, what did you think about the? Um, so, what did you think about like the penguins going up? What do you mean? That um, they got something? Well, no, that they that they all brought up penguins or like oh. the little things that they did, like the when. Um, uh, I missed that part of it. Oh, you didn't see that? No, I switched the channel. Oh my goodness! Sorry, I did. I did see when Wallace and Gromit, when the writers for, when they won for that, that they put a little bow tie on the Oscar. Oh, did they really? That part I missed. I saw them with. <laughs> they the... were wearing really big, like multicolored, um, bow ties, and they came up and they pulled one out of their pocket and put it on the Oscar and said, uh-huh. "We wanted to like, you know, make sure he fit in or something." Like right. That. <laughs> So. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, I don't, I didn't see the penguin part. So oh, see, I've been right. no help to you. I've gotcha. Been talking. Man, well, you did a good job. Thanks, I Dang. Tried. All right, so we're going to get to the news, and then I'm going to update you on my weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, and give you some news of what, what it's like to be... Um, Dan Burns. To be Dan Burns and go to a 10-year-old birthday party. Oh, yeah. 
Yes, exactly. So we got that to talk about um, when we come back. Okay. This is Keith Orr from Common Language Bookstore and The Out Bar. You're listening to Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 on your radio dial. Hi, this is Jeremy Merklinger from the Washtenaw Rainbow Action Project, your TBLG Resource Center at 325 Broncourt. Check us out online at www.rap-up.org or call us at 734-995-9867. Thanks for listening to WCBN, and don't forget to listen to me on Closets Are for Clothes on the third Wednesday of every month from 6 to 7 p.m. So we're back. And then what else is there that's going on? Um... Uh, okay, great. So okay. <laughs> that was a little quicker than I. <laughs> and here we are. Exactly. Da, 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 da. So, so uh, last we left, Dan dun, Burns dun, dun, dun. <laughs> was heading to a ten-year-old uh, birthday party, and I always um, wanted to make like circus music. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing Alex, he probably could find it very easily. <laughs> as he's like, "Yep, I sure can." And it was absolutely. A riot! Oh my gosh! Um, Tell me more. Oh my gosh! Well, I I know I didn't get anything free, but it was one of those things from Kaju Cafe in uh, in Gross Point or Detroit or wherever that is. It's like Kaju and um, Mac, I think it is, uh-huh. um, just south of I ninety four, and it is a riot. So basically, what it is, it's a it's an alley, just like you would have like a for um, bocce ball or for bowling. Okay. And then people stand at or horseshoes. Another way to think about it is horseshoes. Okay. And um, there's this feather that's stuck in the ground. It's not dropped like we thought, but it sticks it sticks in the ground and it sticks straight up like other things. An actual things. feather. An actual feather. Okay. Sticks straight up. And you have these big wheel, um, wooden, uh, big wheel wheels, um, but they're wooden. Um, and you try you toss these things um, and try to get as close to the feather as possible. Now, you're thinking it's a length. I mean, I'm not talking about where like the, you know, I'm just cross, throwing it across the room. It's like the length of a bowling alley kind of thing. So the, the, the alley of when you go bowling, it's that kind of a length. And it's a dirt... Um, ground. So of course I wore white. Um, and, uh, um, so it's a dirt ground and it's, and it's concave. So it's higher on the ends and low in the middle. Okay. And so you have to, you know, roll this thing or whatever. Well, it was absolutely hysterical. So there was four teams. There was the birthday boy team, which was like, um, him and all his friends. Um, there was the girls, which right. was all the women, um, uh, the wives and, 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 uh, girl friends or friends that are girls of of his mom um there was um the gamblers which was i which i was on um which was all the guys the husbands and the things like this which i was very nervous about because it was a bunch of straight guys playing sports and that always makes me very nervous as it should um and then there was the olympic team which was all the grandparents and older folks that had like you know canes and wheelchairs and things. It was very Stop funny. It. It, no, seriously, that's exactly <laughs> they were like you know we got a wheel to couple in. <sighs> and oh my gosh, it was hysterical. So these guys were on my team, and I'm um, being straight men. Like we can do this. We so play horseshoes. The- well, it's actually it's split in two rooms, and this is what was actually very funny is that um, it was a surprise party every year for the last like five years. Oh, that's right. My he's nephew, wanted- he's wanted to have a surprise party right and because he's asked for it and he's expecting it anytime kind of thing we just haven't had it Mm -hmm. you know so he's just like so this year either he used reverse psychology and didn't say that he wanted it Mm -hmm. or he gave up and said well i guess i'm never gonna get this and so we threw it for him you know it's not very we are exactly so um so this poor little kid is um 
So, so this poor little kid, he is, uh, so he shows up. So he, he's told that he's going to go out, um, Sunday afternoon. They're going to go to dinner. Um, it's going to be middle afternoon and he just needs to, to, to be ready for it or whatever. And with the rest of us, we were all to show up at like 10 to 2 and he was going to show up at 2. Well, they showed up a little late and, uh, because the little guy decided, we're just going out to dinner at a bar. I can wear a t-shirt. And dad was like, Oh no, no, you got to wear a white shirt. You got to wear a nice shirt. You got to look nice. And he's like, but dad, we're going out to dinner at a bar. I don't want to be smoky and all this stuff. And, um, he's like, you're wearing a dress shirt. So he's like, fine. Like this. So he goes, well, apparently we got all there early kind of a thing. And see, I did it again. Kind of a thing. Um, so the, so, and so we got there early. He apparently did not arrive. So we all went into the other room. So we walk in this bar and there's all these chairs and things. And then you go through this like little door. And on the other side of the door is another room with, uh, feather bowling, two lanes of feather bowling. And, um, so we all went into the, to do feather bowling and thought, well, we'll just, you know, um, kill some time and we'll just start the game. Well, he shows up and he decides, well, let's check out what's going on. He shows up at two o'clock, puts his coat down, walks in and he's like, you know, cousin Kimmy, is this coincidence? And she's like, yeah, we just happened. We want to go feather bowling today. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Goes to his aunt. His aunt's like, you know, he goes, so you're, you're here too is, is this coincidence? And he's, and she's like, yeah, it's just coincidence. I went to go feather bowling today, like this or whatever. Then he goes to his grandma, and his grandma, of course, not in on it at all, right. is like, he's like, um, grandma, what are you doing here? And she's like, I heard it was a little boy's birthday. And then it hits him, and he's like, this isn't coincidence. This is my surprise party. Like this or whatever. <laughs> so it was so funny. I mean, he was there for a good 10 minutes before he realized right. it was his surprise party. <laughs> and then second, he then turned to his dad. He goes, is that why I had to put on my new shirt? <laughs> <laughs> it was very cute. So, um, so it split into, so to answer your question, um, it split into two, split into two rooms. So there's one room where you're eating and there's usually a band that goes on at night. And then the other room where you play feather bowling. And we were like the only ones there. So there was like no smoke, no beer, no nothing. So it was appropriate for a 10 year old. So all those that are like say, scandalized. I hope there isn't beer at a 10 year old's party. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's a little lightweight. I can do, <laughs> I can drink him under the table, you know? <laughs> so, um, gosh, we're not very funny. Alex isn't laughing. Um, anyway, so, um, of the, he knows uh, better. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm not going to, you know, help him out there. He's got to get um Get it on his own. That's right. For, exactly. For exactly. So anyway, so we're there. And so the guys are like, and of course, and I don't know what this is about me, but it's just about these straight guys when they're out doing sports and they get this like, they get all pumped up and they're all like trying to outdo each other. And they're, I mean, I just... I, I'm gay. I sit there and I'm like, I'm going to have fun. I don't care what you all do. Right. And apparently, I have a knack for sports, but I never use it. And I don't, re- uh-huh. I didn't even realize this. I, it's, it's, we found this, we discovered this when last year, uh, during July 4th, when my brother was in town and we went bocce ball, we, we played bocce ball. And apparently, I was like one of the better players, like in the top three or four of all our family kind of thing. It's like, and I never played this before. And, and my brother was furious, kind of thing. But um, he's like, I don't understand how you're able to do this. You're gay and you're able to play bocce ball. I don't understand this. Well, it's interesting so, that you can play games where you have to. Anyway. Yeah, it's I don't I don't get and I don't understand how I how I'm able to do this. Good at yeah. Things. So of course I'm playing this and I'm doing quite well. And mm-hmm. they're just like really like wow, like not bad, you know, not bad for a queer. So, um, but the other thing that was very funny is that the Olympic team uh-huh. was also winning. Really? And they, they couldn't figure out. And the, and there's one guy who just was like, I don't get it. I go, I do, I've done everything. I've done the lightweight. I've done, I've thrown it hard. I've done what your mom does where she grabs both sides of the, of the, of the, um, of the ball or whatever and like swings and like let's go mid mid you know swing and and she is winning i mean she's gotten the most points for her team how do these how do these how do these elders do it? Like this uh-huh. or whatever. Like I am much more fit. I am stronger. I am more able-bodied. And we have people that are like have two. We have to actually hold their 
<laughs> we have to hold their waist, um, grip them by the hips, so, so they, they can, fall so in. they don't fall, and they are winning. It's like he goes, I don't get it, and I turned to him, and I was like, Did you ever think that they're not as strong as you and I? And that maybe that's that's the key. That's why they're also good at like shuffleboard. I mean, that could be possibly (laughs) it. And he looks at me like, oh, yeah. The light just went off. Yeah, exactly. And then it was like, no, it's because I am fitter, I am more able-bodied, and I should win, like this or whatever. So it was very interesting. Life does not always work that way. Well, and that's what was just very interesting. And then there was the uh, this other guy that was on my team, and he I'm going to even mention his name, Ron. And <laughs> Uncle Ron is hysterical. He is also one of these folks that just picks up the things, and it's can play very easily. He, mm-hmm. He's really good at whatever he does. And he was like, actually, I was watching. That's how actually I think I did it because I was watching him. He was the best one there, so I was watching how he did it, and mm-hmm. I just followed what he did. Right. <coughs> Why and, reinvent the wheel? Right. Hello. Exactly. So I'm watching him. I was, pl- and so I'm playing and things like this. And um, and we, our team won um against uh. Uh, oh, we we actually did win uh, out of a fluke. It was like nine to ten or nine to nine, and we actually got the point. Um, and so uh, we won, and so and the birthday boys team won. So it was us that was the two winners against the two other folks that were trying to go for third place. Uh-huh. And so we were playing, and we were like winning kind of thing. It was like you know three, four, four, five, five, you know six. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like getting really close or whatever. And the birthday boy was getting very upset. He's like, uh, it is my birthday." And of course, this is all smack. It's not like right. it, he really could care less. He's a really he's a very actually very good sport. But he was like, "It's my birthday, and I want to win today. This mm-hmm. is my birthday party kind of thing." And pl- playing on the fact that he's been surprised now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you surprised me, so now at least you can reward me with winning and and of course and of course the grandmas were like you're gonna let the birthday boy win and we're like heck no we're gonna let the birthday boy win why gotta learn sometime exactly (laughs) but that's what i loved about ron is that he started realizing that we were winning Mm -hmm. and did he start throwing he started losing suddenly he just Uh, he was like oh i must be getting tired or something or whatever and i'm like you know uncle ron you're pretty cool you are pretty cool like this but he just he did it enough that you nobody know, would necessarily. Well, it's like he, it, it's everybody figured it out. It was like okay, you know that it's uh, he the the kid won, but only like by one or two points. It's right. like uh, you know I'm gonna make him win, but I'm gonna make him work for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm not gonna let it go for that easy. But it's a fun game, and the and the Kaju Cafe, the people there were just absolutely so much fun, and they're apparently known for their muscles, not like what you have on your body, but the muscles that you eat. Oh. Um, and they're apparently well known for this. Well, we didn't have that. I think a ten year old doesn't really, really care say, for muscles. I'm not a big fan of muscles. But and... apparently, this is their specialty, and um, so um, apparently, if you go there, make sure you have some muscles. Um, and um and eat away but it's a great time and i highly recommend it to folks especially of of all ages and abilities because that was one of the things that they they really did uh it was a game that all levels could play young old able-bodied um having some issues with uh, being able to do stuff and um Can you believe it? Even either are all sexes. <laughs> so, um, right. So we had a lot of fun. It was it was a great time. And and the ten year old, I mean, and there was very clever. Um, and this is where I'm going to get probably full of myself now. But we've got time to kill. Um, Go for it. Exactly. Is that he asked for cash? That's what he wanted for his birthday. Interesting. Now a lot of people are like, oh no, don't you know? Like uh, that I wasn't even allowed to ask for cash uh-huh. and. Um, he was allowed to ask for cash. He huh? was allowed to ask for cash. And the reason was, it was, which was very interesting, the reason why he was allowed to ask for cash is that he thought about it. He goes, Mom, I get so many presents for... Um, I get so many presents for Christmas that I have not even played with yet. And so why so why ask for more presents that I'm not going to play with? Uh-huh. And then he goes, and you know what? I might, I, I'm thinking about ch- changing sports. Um, so next season, I'm not really sure 
um, what I'm going to be doing. So why have people buy things for hockey and I end up doing soccer or I end up doing baseball? You know, when you come in it with logic. Yeah. So he was like, I really don't know what I want, but I'll be willing to put it into a savings account or I'd be willing to, you know, he says wow. until I figure out what I want and then I can use that money to buy whatever, what it is. I right. mean, he's really thinking. That is really thinking. This is also the little guy that if people remember a few weeks back that, um, let my, um, my other nephew, the older nephew, um, borrow $70 for the ticket his girlfriend to the prom. Oh, that's right. I made him sign here and initial here and there and it was right. very funny. Was, <laughs> um, and was charging him like 5% a week. It was right. like $3.50 a week extra he's got to pay. Has he, he paid a, it back? No. That's what's so funny. The kid's rolling in the dough. So oh, he is so funny. Oh, for a 10 year old he's not too bad. No, he's, he's learning not. his lesson. He's the next Donald Trump maybe. Uh, hello. He is very clever. So, but one of the things is um, that um uh, so anyway, so yeah, so he asked for cash and he, uh, and, and so, but people decided, did really, really well and decided that, uh, okay, if he wants cash, we'll get him cash. And so like I got him $2 bills, somebody else got him, um, dollar, like silver dollars, uh-huh. other people got him loons. Um, another person, in fact, um, uh, the other, the, another person got him $10 worth of Chuck E. Cheese's uh, tokens to play the video games. Sweet. Um, so it was very interesting. So it, um, and then another person got him like a set of Legos, mm-hmm. like now like like a, the the well, I guess they're not really one or two dollar things, but they're real small ones, mm-hmm. and wrapped it to make it look like it was like a roll, a huge roll of uh, singles, ah. um, and then glue gunned them all. So they glued it all. So now, and mom was like, you can't. Uh, um, um, you can't, uh, you can't rip any of them. And so he's like really frustrated. He's like, well, I guess it's going to take you a while to get that one open, isn't it? <sighs> and we of course know, um, um, of course we all know that there is a, uh, you know, that mom was just teasing. Right. That's very funny. So. <laughs> when you're, okay, sorry. That was putting a little was note funny. to Alex that, uh, um, he was, uh, throwing a basket to throw something away and it missed. And so I was like, no, two points for you. Sorry. I noticed that you guys, you're a little bored during my story. So I kind of watch what's going on. So you know what? So to kind of save us, we're going to do the news next. And so, um, uh, I'll finish talking about my two, 10 year old nephew. We're back. I think we're back. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, okay, cool. So, um, um, so great. So, what's going on, on in the world? Page. What is going on in the world? Well, um, not much. Not much. So, so yes, exactly. So, uh, Sorry, which do you want to get started with? Um, the federal government has ruled that non-U.S. citizens with HIV and AIDS can or AIDS can travel to attend the gay games in 2006 that again are being held in Chicago this summer. The U.S. is one of the few countries in the world to deny entry to visitors infected with the human immunodeficiency virus, which causes AIDS. But Gay Games co-vice president, co-vice chairman Kevin Boyer said the government routinely waives the rule for events like the Olympics and for conferences. Oh, they do? Yes. The last Gay Games in the U.S. held in San Francisco in 94 received a travel waiver from President Bill Clinton. Boyer said the waiver had the support of Mayor Richard Daley and Senator Jan Schakowsky. The games will kick off at Soldier Field on July 15th and run through July 22nd. So, wow. Yeah. Goodness. I'm sure a lot of people don't realize that there is a travel ban for... Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they, they won't let folks in that are, have tested HIV positive already. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think partly because of the fear of what, what happened recently with HIV-2 happening where um, we start testing and finding out that HIV-2 is now in the United States. There's actually several strands of the virus. Right. And I think right, so I think that and, you know, yeah, and it was it wasn't necessarily that some that it mutated, but that someone brought it in was arrived and didn't know they had it. Right. So wow, so. good, wow. So um, 
So folks are going to be able to really compete. This is going to be a very interesting gay games in Chicago. It is going to be an interesting gay games. So be very exciting, and I think that you can start looking at some of the gay games paraphernalia if you go to any of your search engines and type in gay games store. There are oh. lots of different things you can purchase for your gay games. Yes. Excitement. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> your sportsmanship. Right. So, goodness. And then in another sort of uh, health-related news item, a particularly bad strain of chlamydia, not usually seen in the U.S., appears to be slowly spreading among gay and bisexual men. Um, an infection that incre- can, can increase their chances of getting or spreading the the HIV of spreading HIV called LGV chlamydia. This sexually transmitted disease has caused a worrisome outbreak in Europe where some countries have confirmed dozens of cases. Diagnosis confirmed by U.S. health officials are still are low, just 27, since they warned a year ago that the strain was headed here. But specialists say that's undoubtedly a fraction of the infections because this illness is incredibly hard to diagnose. Few U.S. clinics and laboratories can test for it, and full symptoms can be mistaken for other illnesses such as irritable bowel syndrome. Um, and because LGV chlamydia doesn't always cause noticeable symptoms right away. An unknown number of people may silently harbor and spread it along with increased, along with an increased risk of HIV. So that's a little. Yes. It's kind of, it's kind of concerning um, or disconcerting. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, and I did check with the local um, health department, the STD and HIV clinic, which you can call if you have any questions at 544-6980. Um, I think it's 69, maybe it's 63. But anyway, um, you can call your local health department. And I they did confirm that they have heard of this and that this is something um, that is um, in the United States and that, the, that it is something that they are testing for um, or looking i shouldn't say testing for but they are looking for to to for symptoms um to make sure that um it is not here in washington county if you yep. will so interesting yeah it's a really interesting article so i saved one of my favorite ones that i okay. read this is one of these good news articles that i think is just i really love the whole idea behind this or whatever is bikers roll to military funerals to yes. oppose anti-gay protests now Go i don't know if, if, i don't know if people understand what's going on but fred phelps is going out and um picketing uh the military funerals or of people servicemen that um have died over in iraq and um holding up signs saying you know your your son or daughter deserved to die um, because they were defending a country that um, promotes homosexuality. I think it's harbors sodomites. Oh, okay. You were a little bit more graphic than <laughs> I was. But yes, it's exactly what um, it's, he's um, he's going out to all these different military funerals and picketing like he did uh, very similarly um, at the Matthew Shepard funeral. So um, in Fort Campbell, Kentucky... Um, um, this was this actually happened where wearing vests covered to, in military patches, a band of motorcyclists roll around um, the country from one soldier soldier's funeral to another, cheering respectfully to overshadow cheers uh, from church protesters. They call themselves the Patriot Patriot Guard Riders. Yeah, the Patriot Guard Riders, and they are more than five thousand strong, forming. Uh, uh, forming to counter anti-gay protest held by the Reverend Fred Phelps at military funerals. Fred Phelps believes Americans' deaths in Iraq are a uh, divine punishment for a, a, for a country that he says harbors homosexuals, or as um, Meredith pointed earlier, um, harboring sodomites. Um, his protests early, uh, carry signs thanking God for the so-called IEDs, um, which are explosives that are that are a major killer of soldiers in Iraq. The bikers shield the families um, of dead soldiers from the protesters and overshadow the jeers uh, with patriotic chants and a sea of red, white, and blue flags. Quote, the most important thing we can do is let families know that the nation cares, said Don Woodrick, the group's uh, Kentucky captain. When a total stranger gets on a motorcycle in the middle of winter and drives 300 miles to hold a flag that makes a powerful statement, at least 14 states are considering, and it's in the quote, at at least 14 states are considering laws aimed at the funeral funeral protesters who at a recent memorial service at Fort Campbell wrapped themselves in upside down 
in upside down American flags. They danced and sang impromptu songs peppered with a vulgarity that condemned homosexual homosexuals and soldiers. The Patriot Guard um, was also there, waving up a ruckus of support for the families across the street. Community members came in the freezing rain to chant USA, USA alongside them. This is just the right thing to do. This is something Americans didn't do in the 70s, said Kurt Mayer, the group's national spokesman. Whether we agree with why we're there, these soldiers um, are dying to protest our freedoms. And I think that that is one of the things that I, I was really touched by is the, is that, um, people are getting more and more creative on how to fight Fred Phelps. Cause mm-hmm. it, 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 and, and it goes, the article actually goes on to talk about how, um, there's several members of Fred Phelps's family that are lawyers and that they're looking forward to these pro to, right. um, these legal actions, um, and how several, um, states are passing, um, ordinances regarding, you know, the, how close one can be to a funeral to protest or, or, um, or to hold a protest to a funeral, um, to prevent Fred Phelps from being at these funerals. And, um, I think they currently have it at 500, um, well, I would say meters, but I think it's 500, uh, yards. Is it 500 yards or 500 feet? For, uh, for Fred Phelps has to stay away from a, from a feet, I think. Feet, okay, 500 feet, and he says, "Well, I can understand." Uh, he says, "I can understand me being so many, so far apart, but um, I think I won't go any." But I think 90 is much as much better number. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you shouldn't even be there, Fred. But yeah, um, seriously, he, I mean, that's one of the things that he is feeling very strongly about, and um, and I love the different things that people are doing. Like, for instance, the like we did here locally, um, where we raise money for every minute that he. Uh, was protesting actually raised money for a local organization yep. which actually went the several people are doing across the country yep, i the love now. the bikers um that are you know out jeering or out cheering uh fred phelps and also you know and, and i also picture like as the protesters are there that they're holding up this huge you know american flag to, to, to block even viewing all this mm-hmm. um and i think that that's i mean people are getting really creative and saying you know we're not going to tolerate that here yep. Um, and, and, and hopefully shutting him down. And I, he's one of those folks that I just, I don't, I don't want to give much airtime to Fred Phelps, but it's one of those things where he, 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 he finds a way to aggravate me (laughs) on a regular basis. Yes. And, um, what I find fascinating is people don't think like they think he's so far out of the mainstream, but I think if you really think about what he says, yeah. Uh, he says a lot of things that you hear other people who people consider the mainstream say. He just says it in a more disgusting, Well, he's much more direct. I right. mean, he's much more direct on what he's thinking. He says it much more, yeah, and and he says it in places that are not necessarily politically contr- correct. Right. Um, at people's funerals, at various, um, and, and sometimes... I, I think we should go to his funeral. Yeah, but he's got to die first. That would be the only thing. Well, I'm saying oh, once yes. he's passed well, away. Oh, yes, exactly. I well, think we should all show up yeah. and protest <laughs> his funeral exactly. and see how his family feels about it. Exactly. So um, so there was other, some other news that happened uh, recently as well. Some very exciting news. Yes. Um, conservative Jews to consider ending a ban on same-sex unions and gay rabbis. Um, in a closed-door meeting this week in an undisclosed undisclosed site near Baltimore, a committee of Jewish legal experts who set policy for conservative Judaism will consider whether to lift their movement's ban on gay rabbis and same-sex unions. In 1992, the same group, the Committee on Jewish Law and Standards, declared that Jewish law clearly prohibited commitment ceremonies for same-sex couples and the omission of openly gay people to rabbinical or cantorial schools. And the vote was 19 to 3 with one abstention. Since then, conservative Jewish leaders say they've watched as relatives, congregation members, and even fellow rabbis publicly revealed their homosexuality. And students at the Jewish Theological Seminary in New York City, the movement's flagship, began wearing buttons saying ordination regardless of orientation. Um, Rabbis perform same-sex commitment ceremonies despite the ban. And the direction taken by the Jewish uh, the conservative Jews who occupy the centrist position in Judaism between the more liberal reform and the more strict orthodox will be closely watched at a time when many Christian denominations are torn over the same issue. 
conservative Judaism claims to be to distinguish itself by by adhering to Jewish law and tradition or halach while bending to accommodate modern conditions. Um, and it's it's they're not really sure what's going to happen or how things are going to change. But right now they say that the committee members who oppose a change may try to argue that right now they say they have six votes and that's all you need to change Hebrew law. Mm. They think that the folks who are opposed to it, the rabbis who are opposed to it will say, well, it's a huge change. It's a huge paradigm change for us that we need to have more like 20 or at least half of the committee voting. Yes. On the particular um, piece. Wow. And how many people are in a committee? It's 25. Okay. Um, but one of the reasons why they think it's happening is because they're seeing uh, the the population used to be um, that conservative Judaism made up the largest portion of the Jewish community. And then um, then the more liberal reform movement and then the more orthodox movement. Um, but then they've seen a shift in that where a larging where they about has shrunk about 10 percent. Um, and that that a large population of those peoples have moved to becoming reformed. Mm. And part of the reason they think is that the reform movement is just much more open about its policies. You can be gay and be a rabbi. You can um, mm. also perform same sex marriages. So it's I think people are seeing that maybe especially Jews right now are starting to think hey, it's time for us to reconsider this particular document. Well, and it goes into a lot of things that um, um, a couple of weeks ago when we had um, Chuck Booker Hirsch on the radio and he was saying how, um, you know, what's speaking more is how people are leaving the church and mm-hmm. that because of that, that's where a lot of the reform is happening. Um, and But I think that it also is really important that, you know, coming out, that there's a lot of more people that are coming out and saying, this is who I am, this is the feelings that I'm having. 